black. Towards the far post, Riston, oh. and it's in! Tane, Berisha, Diamante! Durante with a free header! And the honour of Western United's first A-League goal goes to a familiar face. Bessart, Berisha! It's Connor Payne on the left. Alessandro Diamante with the ball on a string. And oh, Diamante! Welcome back to All Out West. The prodigal son has returned from his trip to Tassie. We are joined by Pot Original, Western Service Crew alumni, and all-around good guy most of the time. Scotty, hey, be- go on, big fellow. Uh, I've survived. It was it was a long recovery session from Tassie. <laughs> it was like three Put weeks ago, man. Yeah, I, I think I got COVID. <laughs> I got COVID, so I had, to, I had to stay locked down for two weeks. So uh, it was actually just bronchitis, just uh, so we don't get the government coming at us. I think it was laryngitis. I think the laryngitis. Said, yeah. Yeah. Didn't go well. It was probably because of the yelling. Yeah. And pretty much the um, just the partying. <laughs> okay, so just I'd like to welcome Kelsey to the pod. Now let's talk about the week in A League. What a mental one. Other than West Sydney Wanderers destroying West United by five goals, uh, Newcastle Jets drew with Sydney FC after they threw everything at them. Uh, Melbourne City managed to, to just get past Brisbane Raw. Perth Glory managed to defeat uh, Watch World the Old Victory. And uh, yeah, that was it was a bit of a fun round. Any highlights? Not from a Western United perspective, <laughs> no. There isn't much. God, how's it, how are you traveling? Yeah, I haven't seen much A leg this week. <laughs> it's probably for the best. I yeah. believe you messaged me during the game on Saturday and just said, "Yeah, I'm good, bro." From from Wednesday through to that game Saturday, it was a terrible sporting week for me. Yeah, terrible. The only thing that was decent was the Toronto Maple Leafs clinching the North Division. And getting top seed in the playoffs for that that division. Suck it, Calgary. That's out of how many sports? So you're including in all this? Huh? How many different codes? Sports? Oh my god! So yeah, there are a lot of four or five different teams along that. Yeah, there, there are some losses. Do you just support so many teams that you hedge your bets so you always have some kind of high? No, I I get more lows than highs for the teams I go for. <laughs> well, Arsenal did what? Didn't they just uh, smash was a West Brom? Yeah, but after, you know, shooting themselves in the foot against Villarreal and giving themselves no European football for the first time in 25 years, yeah, sure. I'd like to give myself best on ground for the pod for referencing international soccer thing. Good news <laughs> is Rangers are lifting the trophy shortly and that can't be taken away. 100%. Uh, Can be if someone steals it. Steals the trophy itself and runs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to shout out to old Sam Kerr getting the Barclay Award for... 21 Golden Boot Golden Boot, yeah Yep, that's what it's called though And, and to the oh. um, Yeah, the Premiership um, 22 goals, 21 games Either way, it's one of those Shout out Sam Kerr Doing Australia proud Share a birthday with her Well, she shares it with me But yeah I think you share it with her It's it's no longer yours, man Nah, it's mine Do you guys want to go into news? And I'd like to give a shout out To this week's beer of the week Which is any beer Because we're all enjoying A bit of a frothy uh, And we're not Since Scott's back We're not going to enjoy Any cups of tea Because he frowned upon That idea a lot I'm still going to have a tea. Yeah, mid-break. Uh, moving on. <laughs> news. In the best news we've had all week, West United have signed Dylan Pieris for another two years. His breakout performance this season, uh, he had 14 starts, 20 games played, and six incredible goals. What are your thoughts on this? Best sign. That, that's the best thing that we've had in the like, last few weeks, to be honest. It's the best news in the last couple of weeks for the club by far. It's not even close. Yeah. Having Prius, you know, knowing he's staying staying put is just fantastic with Wales and 
that yeah, nice young core. Forward line. Yeah, that's I. That was I. I want. That's why specifically the note said this was the best part of the week for us. Hopefully, we can build a bit more of a team around the duo. Well, to get well, obviously, Bruce is not going to be there next year. If pretty, he is, is clear. it obvious? Is it obvious but though? To sign well, more, uh, what would you go? Would you go more of a speedier uh, a striker or more of a tall waiting for the Wales Piraeus's pass coming in? I'll take whatever's going. Well, to playing Wales as a striker, you probably don't need another speedy one unless that's just the way you want to play his balls along the ground. You probably want a bit more of a physical presence on someone who can hold up play. You want someone who can hold up the ball a little bit, has a bit of aggression to him. Kante. Kante's not a striker. Uh, I mean, I, I thought you were talking more in midfield. No, no, I'm talking about as a striker. You, to part, yeah, if we're going to go two up the front, field. we've got Wales. You probably want more of a physical Yeah, striker. someone nice and tall. You can get that right spot for the crosses. Yeah, and, and, and can hold up play. That's what we need. Hey, let's, put, let's, let's hold this for a little bit later on in the pod. Yep. Let's get into the next bit of mo- uh, news. And this broke earlier today, which is Monday. Connor Payne is re-signed for another two years, so to, until the end of the 22-23 season. He's been a uh, consistent performer over the last two years. What are your thoughts? Happy. like Well, here comes the pain for a start. No, no, bring the pain. Well, you know, there's all kinds of ones bring we can the use pa- here. Public Enemy, Anthrax Man. Greatest rap, rock, crossover ever. And I'm including Aerosmith and Run DMC in that. Fair enough. Anyway, back to the actual point of Connor Payne here. Um, look, when he first signed, you know, we are all a bit worried because of, you know, how he'd been, but he's put in two very solid years. I'm happy he's re-signed. Yeah, he's a... He, he, sometimes he does need a break, but he's a gut-running player and he's just got to get more on the, the inside of the boot rather than running around the player on the wing, the, on the left side. Mm. Once he does that, he'll be, he'll be even better and it was such a good signing because he loves the club he's at. And, you know, he plays his heart in his sleeve. Well, that's what he cited in the press release, that he really loved the culture at Western United. So I'm a big fan of Connor Payne. It'll be interesting to see where we go from a management perspective in within two years. Um, so that makes me assume that we'd be consistent with our management. Um, now, let's move on to the MPL. On the 7th of May, WFC's MPL 23s and under-21s travel to the Serbian Sports Centre to take on Springvale White Eagles. The under-21s lost 2-4. The under-23s 1-2-1, which is really good. Uh, great performance. The under-23s are really performing well. Have they yeah. lost anything yet? No. No, the, the, the actual heading in. Have you got the news for the clash coming up this week? Yes, coming up this week, United are taking on Preston Lions at the Preston Lions. Yeah, it's at Preston. Yeah, in Preston, yeah. It's uh, into Preston. The, the big thing about this is they're both undefeated. Preston Lions first, Western United under-23s, second place. Both undefeated, four-point difference. This is going to be a banger. So, When's this one, sorry? Friday night. Ooh, nice. So I'm, I might not be able to make the game. I wouldn't I'm, make the game. Not in Preston. Let's put it into perspective, though. They're hosting us for our home game because obviously we still do not have the facilities. So that's quite nice of uh, Preston. It's a wonder we don't play a bit more in... <laughs> The Caroline Springs may not be available. They're feeling their own teams as well. Real nice from the host. <laughs> their our home game against them at their home. Yeah, real generous of them. Oh. They're really just giving on that one. It's good beating teams away every week. <coughs> but yeah, so that's going to be a big one. So if you can head down to the G- Genus Steel Stadium, 
Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Shout out to the boy. Under 23 is a banging. They're top two. They're doing great. In MPL3. Let's move on. Now, currently we have two injuries with Josh Risden still out for his foot and he had surgery recently. So he's a write-off for the rest of the season, I'd assume. He hasn't recovered from Tassie either. No. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, old Markovic has hurt his ankle as well. No time put to that. Ankles can be anything. Welcome to Around the Grounds. The FFA Cup has undergone some big changes with only... The top eight A-League clubs guaranteed a spot in the Australia-wide competition, with the bottom four now playing off for two spots for a chance at some silverware, and in a controversial move, a spot in the ACL playoffs. What do you guys think about that? I, I think this is great. It uh, brings more validity to that competition. It also brings the option for the NPL clubs to gain expo- exposure, which can get, grant them better sponsorships, which hopefully will make them more financially viable to really push a second division in this country. That's that's what it really seems like it's all about. It's about trying to build that second division, trying to build up something along the future. Like they've got to build up probably the A-League more before they worry about the second division, but it's a good start. I like the FFA Cup. I think it's such a good thing because we'll be able to get to see Western United play some smaller teams, like some, not small, but like, other teams outside of the normal, t- the other mm. 11. You know what I mean? So it's another cup. Yeah. You can't go wrong with another cup. Yeah. We and that actually... ACL playoff spot's a decent bloody carrot, too. It comes at a cost, though. What happens is that spot no longer goes to the grand final winner. So it only goes to the one who finishes top at the end of the season. Yes. And I was going to say, but hang on, let's just say, in theory, and we'll use the Preston as the example, let's just say hypothetically they win the FFA Cup. Mm. Do they get the spot? They get a playoff spot, yeah. But the, and who pays for the flights? That's because what I'm interested on. How does a team like that go but the, but to play, those places? So, so there's that playing in that cup provides commercial opportunities, which theoretically they could do. And I dare say the FFA would. Yeah, that's what I mean. You'd want to hope that there's something there to help yeah, support them get there. Issued a MPL side, pull but, off a miracle and win it. Yeah, but I get that you you know fair enough. Like if Preston made it into the Asian Champions League through the FA Cup. The question, you know, they just all of a sudden get a bunch of money. Well, they would probably rather spend that money on the club's facilities, you know, maybe get one or two extra players rather than, you know, spending it all on flights. But the, but the, the opportunities, you don't get money for the FFA Cup. It's just a cup. Yeah, no, I'm just talking mm. about if Preston win and go to mm. cha- Asian, Asian Champions League, mm. they then have to basically spend all their money on flights, accommodation, and all those. A lot there might be a monetary compensation through the FFA. That's I dare what say, I'm saying. I dare that, say that, there would be. But on that same note, they'd have options, for instance, when they travelled there, depending the relationship they have with larger businesses, be able to get a new front of um, shirt sponsor or sell that at a higher rate to someone, mm. say Bob Jane T-Mart's. It's great. Bob Jane, T-Mart's. Definitely a good idea. It's just it's, uh, the, the, the money factor might. Oh, it's going to be weird. I'd want to see some assurity there for those clubs should an NPL side. Yeah, some, like, I don't so, think we can buy another club, can we? No. So segueing into the NPL uh, teams and that, in addition to this, the FFA Cup final rounds will feature an open draw for the first time. The round of 32 will be divided into four geographic zones, returning to an open national draw from the round of 16 onwards. So I'm guessing it'll be like north, south, east, west yeah. type deal. 
Um, that means there is no longer a guaranteed path for a member federation to the semifinals, generating more competitive tension and uncertainty. How do you feel about that? I love it. I think that's going to be amazing. Yeah, because it's luck of the draw. Like no one certainly could end up favouring them anyway. They could end up, you know, semifinals. You could get two, mm. like you know, national teams playing instead of the A League teams. But what it's doing is creating more stakes and and as they said, tension to doing this. So for instance, if A League clubs want an ACL spot. They can't just win the grand final anymore. They either got to put the, the effort into the FFA Cup and the becoming premiers, which to me I think is good because the grand final can st- like it can it's good in itself. Australia is cultured to grand finals. You know what I mean? We love it for what it is. That Americanism of sport. Yeah, exactly. And if we if we start to do better in the ACL, we will get more spots. Well, I like it too because it's teaching you cup because the you know the ACL is a cup tournament essentially mm. it's teaching you to be prepared for knockout football yeah but the the issue is um what's the point of having finals it's if, another if, if 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 asian league if asian champions league is you know one of the major things besides winning the trophy of course mm. it you know is to play finishing top but in australia at the moment you're only recognized as a champion by winning the grand final like you, you don't really remember who finished first in the season a lot of the years. You just don't. Yeah, exa- exactly. But that's who's getting the Champions I know, spot. But, but it's, you know, it's just the way Australians are. We're conditioned to like the grand final. But that's giving more value to the Premier's plate so that teams will focus on that and fans should as well. But the grand final, Look, I would see that as a, just another cup competition. Without it's, a, yeah, it's a way to win the trophy and get... Cash, because you get a cash prize. That that's the carrot there. Yeah, but the, having a grand final also gives the um, the whole competition an unknown. Mm. Like for instance, right now, City's already won it. The rest of the season is going to be pretty boring because City's mm. won the trophy. But the unknown factor, having finals, City might not win. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it has to have an ACL spot. And on that note, if the clubs had performed better over the last 10 years, we would have more spots and probably could have allocated one to it. This is a way to encourage NPL clubs to not only invest but get investors into their teams and also push the, the, the whole competition in Australia. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. like. I see what you're saying. What's the value of the grand final then? It's the grand final. We automatically think it's good. Yeah, see, see it, I, I, if you're going to go with, well, see, this is my view, if you're going to yeah. go that way, I would much rather see, get rid of the scrap the finals, and let's have more season. Let's have a, a bigger season and, you know, give, try and get more positions like top four, get some, you know, some type of and that money might be factor what we or build to. Just, hmm. just something to go for, like, sort of like, the, you know, the European... English ways and things like that. Mm. Look, I, you know, but that's when you get into the talks of your promotion, your relegation. That it's all part of that package later on down the road, having more mm. teams. And I think this is a way to build to that, get mm. that yeah. there. You know what I mean? Making that FFA Cup, which has been pretty much not bothered with by the large clubs for a number of years, other than Adelaide, no one really shot. And that, and that your city really needed a trophy. Yeah. Yes, that, that's their only trophy. That at the FA moment. Cups were the most important thing in the world. But you know what I mean, like. That would give more weight to that trophy in the future. Yeah. People are going to go, shit, we get an ACL spot. That's what we want to do. That's sponsorship money. That is, yeah. yeah. It's a nice carrot. All right, I think we'll move on from. Yeah. Right. We all see the different views and that's G. So Burnley are eyeing a move for Australian Stoke City. 
Rufus, the Australian Stoke City player, uh, Harry Sutar. Look, anybody should leave Stoke if they can. That's all I'm saying. Trent, Trent Jacobs has decided to move on from his role of uh, CEO at Melbourne Victory. No shock there. Yeah, that's... Um, Newcastle Jets have signed Jordan O'Doherty. Do you reckon they have to get signings passed by all four clubs that own them? <laughs> do you reckon they just have to get the okay and do you reckon they like do an assessment? Uh, the 23-year-old midfielder joins via Western uh, from Western Sydney as part of the trade for Stephen... Yugarkovic. Yugarkovic. Which uh, he managed to play on Saturday night after being with the club for like a day. And yeah. this had been rumoured to be on the cards for like a few weeks from my knowledge. And I just... I find it really shit that New uh, West Sydney Wanderers just pretty much picked the bones of Newcastle all year. They're from Western Sydney. What do you expect? Yeah, but like a, you expect like a B and E. You wouldn't don't expect a like a. You expect criminal type behaviour. I wouldn't expect like mortuary level like uh, finesse on the. You know what I mean? Like they the the finesse they've shown for gutting a body there. It's freaking. They it, they really gutted us too. <laughs> yeah, they did. Let's see. All right. So, uh, Perth Glory owner Tony Sage was denied entry into uh, Perth's match, um, but uh, decided to name himself as the ball boy. But as I understand, he did zero ball boy duties on the day. Man, he just sat on his phone. Did you see this? No, I didn't see it, but I reckon he, he uh, sanitized a couple of balls. I don't think he even did that. He literally sat there on his phone. phone. And this was getting hyped up. Everyone's, because it came out in the media early that he was doing this. He wasn't allowed in due to COVID, yada, yada, yada. And everyone was like, shit, he's going to give this a red hot goal. It's going to be fun. You know those things? Like, in- yeah, it was going to be exciting to see it, you know, so with that much money, just doing a poor, like a job that kids would love to do and give their left arm to do. Exactly. Literally stole a spot from a kid, didn't even do it. Dick move. Because I was just, I was hoping to see him out there in the Legionnaires cap. There's you only know. one. CEO that I could see doing that. Chrissy P. Chrissy P. I could see him doing that. But then again, he, he's a nice bloke. He wouldn't take that away from a kid. Yeah. yeah. He's got but, but he'd he'd get down there and do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he'd do it, but yeah, he wouldn't do it. It would be doing it if all the kids weren't available yeah. to do type thing. Yeah. Um and based on these notes here, I believe you were speaking with uh Rousey Brizzle. Yeah, oh Rousey Brizzle on the old uh Twitter, he's uh, one of our listeners and just a good dude. We generally talk every now and then. And uh, he's, he gave me a bit of feedback on how Stan's doing a really good job of the Super Rugby, um, how they've in- drastically increased their viewership numbers through not only the promotion of the sport through that service. Because, again, we spoke about this before, Fairfax, newspapers, Channel 9, they have so much ability to push their own product. Like, look at Malcolm Turnbull. I'm just saying, if you look at the media, you might see how... If you look at some YouTube videos, you might see how the media are... Yeah, distorts uh, reality. But yeah, shout out Friendly Geordies. But no, uh, in reality, I think this that has shown that um, they've had increased numbers of games and, not, and viewership. So that shows what you can do when you've got good marketing for a niche product like football. So yeah, shout out Rousey for that information. He actually said they've done a bang-up job with the production as well, which as we've all seen this season has been piss poor by KO, not to mention the user interface is shit. I'm pretty sure it was Anton and Benny Jorgensen that was at the MPL game. Yeah, they did some great... Their work. camera views were a lot better than KO. That's what I mean. It's not hard to beat what they're doing. Yeah, so... But I, I honestly, like, I haven't seen much from... Look, I, I probably don't look at the right spots, but I don't see much about rugby now. 
That's just my view. I don't see it at all. It's cut because they're not getting any rights to it. So now they just won't report it. Yeah. That's why it's cut. Like I don't read the Age newspaper as well. It probably also doesn't. Does help. anyone read the Age newspaper? So yeah, shout out for that info. It's really good to hear f- feedback from a fan of that sport because we don't watch Super Rugby. None of us, I don't think. No. So it's good to see that it's working. And they had like 49,000 people at the granny or something, some shit the other day. So. so on Wednesday, 5th of May, West United took on Brisbane Roar at Dolphin Stadium in front of 2,183 fans and a sweet ass looking balcony. Yeah, it's a solid balcony. Going into the lot, uh, going onto the lineups, and in a surprise move, Hamill started in midfield for the first time since his days at Western Sydney Wanderers. Now, yeah. I personally was happy going into the match, uh, seeing Ike get a start, but was disappointed to see Best starting at the expense of Wales up front. How did you guys feel about the lineup? I was really disappointed by this lineup when I saw it in that capacity. I was surprised Best would be there in place of someone a bit more speedious. I don't yeah. even think that's a word, but... With a bit more pace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I haven't been impressed by Bess over the last few weeks, and I think that's down to man management, but I was a little bit disappointed in that. I was intrigued to see Uzcock in this as a centre mid because he's done well in the past. Um, I do like Calver, so I was good to see him getting a go. Any thoughts I, on the line for you? I am sick to death of this fuck the, the defense shit. Ulscock shouldn't be there. Ulscock plays best in central defense. He's he's not a midfielder. If, mm. if any, if you had to choose anyone, Imai would be better there. But then again, Imai is really good as a center defense as well. Mm. And they he's a winger, not so two. much a central midfielder. Yeah. They should be our two central defence. We shouldn't be having five or six defenders on a game. We you don't win. You don't always win. We don't win in our, our way. Defending the game. We need to bring the exciting, attacking football that we were promised. Well, it's a good thing you mentioned that. So, I would like to say as the game began that we would come out and have played fast, attacking football. In the first half, but actually, we were quite passive and defensive. There were really only two talking points from the first half to speak of. The first one, Ryan Scott saves. How good were they in the first half? There were four just great saves. He has been a benefit to us this season. He is excelling by the week. Yep. I think it's because of we had some good, close words to him in uh, Tassie. We really pumped him Did up. Did you give him some coaching? We gave him some... Coaching, some mentoring. It's why he is the man he is today. Do you give him life advice? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I think he gave him some life advice. <laughs> but no, um, he came out of nowhere. I must admit, like, I was a bit... I understood why we signed him at first mm. because of the injury to Dalianov. But, jeez, has he stood up. Like, like he's become... He's, if you had to put a shootout between him and Kurto, I reckon he'd smash Kurto. He's just mm. an amazing. I think Scott is a little rough around the edges, but I think he is performing amazingly. Like they're like they've both got some good attributes that excel in each other in other circumstances. But I'm ha- more than happy for him to be our number one. Yeah, look, I'm not upset. I think mm. like any saves were just brilliant. They kept us in that first half. Hundred percent. The only other thing to really talk about in the first half was in the 32nd minute, uh, Gillespie, I'm going to go with Gillespie or Gillespie, um, put in a strong tackle on Bess with Bess writhing in pain on the ground. There was an argument that it perhaps could have been a red card. 
How did you guys view the tackle? I don't think it was a red. I think it was a strong yellow. Yeah. Oh, was that when he took Bess out? Yeah. And Bess was down for a few minutes. Uh, it should have been a green card. I mean, yeah, yellow. Look, I, th- I think it was a very strong yellow. I don't think it was a red. I think, look, it was a, it was a strong tackle. It was mistimed, but it, it, wasn't in, it wasn't done with malicious intent, I don't think. It's one of those ones that could have gone either way. If it was red, you wouldn't be... You you wouldn't go on about it if it was yellow. Same thing. It was a fifty fifty. Really depend on the view of the uh, yeah. the ref that had it. And time. I don't th- like. And in reference to the Adelaide game, the the referee hadn't been handing out yellow cards like they were candy. Mm. So it was warranted within the current level of how yeah. he was. It was consistent for how that referee was refereeing yeah, that game. At exactly. That point. So. I was a little, and this is going to sound really bad, and I, I really don't want it to, but I was really like when I saw Bess go down, I thought it was in I'm like, shit. He might get subbed here? Yeah. I'm like, are we going to bring in Milanovic or are Wales? we going to bring Wales in? I, was, I got really excited because up until that point in this game, I was a little bit, I didn't see how this was going to turn, like the tides were going to turn for us. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah. And, I, and that segues in the next part is... That was a really hard watch for that first half, to be honest. Yeah. Like, it was not a fun watch. No. Like, if something else had been on, I would have, I, I didn't support the team, I would have been changing the channel. Like, we've played some fantastic games this season, and the last couple have been a little, like, been really hard to watch. Scott, what do you think? Yeah, I think you've, you've said it all. They're just getting, they're getting that, harder and harder to watch. That, really. ha- that half was just hard. Look, I, yeah. I'll leave it there for All now. Right, cool. We'll, we'll go into the second half. And in the second half, it was Brisbane who started strong. But in the 60th minute, a mere 40 seconds after being subbed on for Ica, Lockie Wales receives a beautiful ball from Diamante and slots it home to go 1-0 up. How good was this move? Now, before you answer that, what I want to point out as a highlight for me was when Duzel, who had also just come on for Hamill, mm. was also involved in the build-up to play by passing it to Diamante. So both subs have made an impact mm. instantly and it just made it look fresh. Yeah. How did you guys view the I love that when that came on, that youthful exuberance. You know what I mean? Like what we'd been lacking the whole time, we'd been stagnant. And anytime Wales gets the park for us, it's a lot better. Yeah. And Duzel. The finish. Yeah. And the ball there, Marty, put him in. And Duzel's pass to there, Marty, was just... A well work. Well, that's an understated thing. No one brings up the fact who got it to Diamante and Duzel made yeah. an instant thing to get like... The pre-assist is a very underrated uh, stat. Yeah. What did you think of the goal? Uh, look, to be honest, I, I can't remember too much. Yeah, about it, was a, the game. it was a tough game. It was a tough game. But um, yeah, I don't know what... There's something going right in the, in the coaching area. I'm, look, I'm not saying Rudin because... It's quite well known that I'm not a big fan of him right now, but there's some some one of the coaches are doing the right job because we brought Burgess out of nothing and, mm. and created him. Ask every City fan. Wales was one of those players that had, was fast, hopeless. Wales has become fast and elite now, and he's only beginning better and better. And there's only a moment, of, any moment now, he's just going to rack in a hat trick. Now, I know you hate him right now, but I do want to put out, it was Rudan who heavily pushed and trained Wales and forced the train on Wales to become that second striker. That was his idea. Yeah, he's got some fantastic ways about him that 
you know, he's done great Rudin in, in ways, but it's just... Oh, no, I'm, I'm not reflecting yeah. on his coach. I was just letting you know in that particular context, that was actually his idea. Yeah, and, and like I said, yeah, he, he's done fantastic. For Wales' situation, it, it, maybe it was him he's brought up. But, well, maybe not because Berger was a bit quieter at Wally. And then he really took light at West United. So it makes me wonder if it, it's one of the coaching staff that, you know, Rudin's hired or something along those lines. But, yeah, it's great to see Wales on fire and he's unstoppable. But, but speaking about the coaching thing, we've got a lot of good NPL, like top-tier NPL. Like we've got JA and whatnot. Um, we've got a lot of good people who know how to identify and utilise young talent. So maybe yeah. the team we have is really good at that. And it just depends on how much game time we can give them. Yeah. Because the ones that we have really pushed are done really well. Side note, Cavalo got player of the match for Adelaide's last game. Yeah. We don't need to hear that. I'm still hurt. Well, we'll move on then. <laughs> so from there, I thought we would really try and kill off the game. But instead, it seemed like we were trying to play for the 1-0. And uh, a mere 12 minutes later, it backfired on us. When a ginger known as Brindle South pops up in the box for a tap-in after a fine save from Scott, it rebounded, taps it in. Um, it was a soft goal to give, give comparable to the softness that is hyphenated surnames. Mm. Both are and were an absolute joke. How do you feel about hyphenated surnames and that goal? Um, I prefer hyphenated surnames over that goal. And... But you hate hyphenated surnames. No, no, it doesn't really bother me. It's just it's the softest thing in the world. I don't have one. So it, it is really annoying when you've got to write the name in and you can't use, you know, symbols. That's a pain in the ass. Oh, that got real off topic. And yeah. It feels like you've got a lot Look, of on things. forms, it is a real pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. This game didn't go to plan. I, I, I'm really fatigued with us playing defensively, which we've done for the last number of weeks. That killed us going defensive straight after getting the one nil. It just backfired horrendously. I've got a, I've got, I've got a rant on defence, so I'll, I'll wait until you're ready for it. All right, well, we'll keep going then. Do you want to hold it for the next game? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, wait till the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's be, well, like, we'll keep going. I've got a couple more points, and then this will hopefully close what was a dreary game. Yeah. Um, so there are two more notable moments before we get to the end result here um, where the game could have actually turned either way depending on what happened. First was the 79th minute where a mad scramble in the West United box led to a block shot from Bess only for Durante to put the ball back on target only for it to then be cleared off the line by Brown. There were screams the ball had crossed the line but VAR did not interject. Look, from my perspective... It was not conclusive or clear the ball across the line. And like the commentators, I tend to agree that Durante, had it been a goal, would have been called for offside. Yeah. How do you guys think? Goal, not goal? I just think Off- it was a fair decision. Offside. It's Yeah. It wasn't a goal in the end. There's no point being stickler about shit. Which, no. well, yeah. And do you think we might need to introduce goal line technology? Yes. I think it's a much more stable technology than VAR. 100%. I would be happy to piss off all technology and let... The game go by the game. The ref be the be the man himself. Yeah, but you you what did you think? Do you think that was a goal, not a goal? Which one was that? That was the Durante one where he flicked. They and I thought it crossed the line, but 
to me it hadn't to me it was not conclusive oh, it had that one. It, yeah, the and, angles and I think too hard, Durante was offside I think it was a fair decision yeah, it's I think yeah, that's right. He was too. Yeah, he was a fair bit offside. They they pointed that out a bit later on. Yeah, not quite when he got no. the goal. A bit later on, but I, I tend to agree. So then, four mi- minutes later, another soft goal was conceded by another soft hyphenated surname. When Wendell Halls had a one-on-one with Scott and slotted it past the keeper. However, VAR intervened due to a handball in the lead-up to play by that soft hyphenated surname Wendell Halls. How nice was it to have VAR on our side for once? It's a, if we had like a chalked up thing for everyone that we've suffered and everyone that we've won, I think we've got this one. I'm pretty sure it's just the one too. It, I get it. VAR was on our side, but it wasn't on our side. We didn't freaking win. <laughs> oh, Other we, teams win or VAR calls. We don't. Our do, ours is like, well, oh, we feel sorry for these guys. Let's give it to them when it's 3-1. <laughs> Not when it's 1-1. Not I, I would like to see a win with VR. Or any goal that Best does. Yeah. Shit, we lost a red card on one of our plays because of Best offside and VAR. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. All right. So, Brisbane kept on the front foot looking for the winner from that moment and were rewarded late in injury time when Brown played a lovely ball to Dan Zaki, who doesn't have a soft hyphenated surname, who put through and uh, went through and calmly drove a ball low and hard into the net at Scott's near post. In the ninety fourth minute, too, that was beautiful. It, it was a it was a good goal. It was a great goal. No, and the ball to him too was just as good. But it was a very deflating end to the start of a three game away trip. We went from three points in safety inside the top six to zero points and giving up our top six spot to Brisbane. Yep, it was it was just deflating. the The game to watch as a spectacle and the result, it was just a horrible way. Look, I must admit, I. Brisbane are, have been on fire for quite some time. I before the game, I instantly thought Brisbane would take it. I think we can all take a two-one loss, but had we have gone one 0 and tried to get that second goal, and it just backfired and went against us. Hmm. Different story, you know. Or you know, and if we'd gone maybe defensive in the last five minutes of the game to shore it up, but it just seemed we went very passive and defensive the second we went one 0 up. Hmm. It was like we've done a f- attacking moment. Let's just get back in and try and get the result. And I feel like, yeah, had we have attacked and it kept backfired us, I think all of us would be sitting here going, well, at least we tried. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. And also, I just want to give a mad prop to Scott in the second half when he um, put the second ball on the field <laughs> so he could get back to his goals on he got, time. He got carded, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Did. Good move, though. Classic move of shithouse. That was an accident. Do you guys want to get to player of the year? Yeah, let's do it. I've been. I've got three players in mind, but it's just tossing up what order they go in. I think I'm going to give the three to Diamante. I thought he was very good. He anyone any chances we had in that game came through him, and I think he was the only player looking for attacking intent. My two goes to Ryan Scott for the saves because I wanted to give him a three, but it's hard to in a two when you, when you concede. Yeah. Um, so I'll give him the two. I thought he was. Very, I thought he was excellent though. And Wales, the one for coming on and scoring. And uh, shout out to Duzaldo. You were close as well. Okay, so I'm going to read myself and Jay's. This is Jay's. Three to Wales, two to Dimmer, one to Scott. Mine was three to Amai. I think he had a really good game. He's been a consistent person in our back line and even when he moonlighted in our... On a side note, he was directly responsible for both goals. Yeah, he he's, he's gets no breaks, man. I'm just saying was responsible 
directly for I'd, both goals. Dude, I'll give every point to Amai. Like, him and Payne get no breaks. No, because I was going to give him... Because he was in my voting till mm. I realised he was directly mm. responsible for to, both goals. Way to shit on my points, bro. No, even though that, that happens, he's still there 90 minutes. Oh, he was a good play. He was yeah. good. Yeah. He's got... He's like, I'll accept his errors over anything going forward. As, as in the forward half. Uh, on that note, two to Wales. Um, and one to Scott, because Scott does Scott things. Not this Scott. Ryan Scott. I do some Scott things. Not, not that level. What you Scott. got there? Uh, all right. So, uh, look, because it was a while ago, my memory is hopeless. I've gone stat-wise and I've looked at it all. Uh, I've gone with, this is an odd one, because no one went anywhere near this, but three votes to Uzcock. He had three shots at shots at goal. Uh, what is it? Over 40 touches. Heap of jewels. He won 9 out of 12 jewels, which is probably one of the most in the, out, of, out of both teams. It, it, it was seemed like he was quite, quite, quite well. And, you know, I get we lost and, you know, people blame defenders, but I'll explain later why I don't think it's their fault. Uh, so three votes to Uzcock. Me, uh, two votes is probably going to go to Imai. Again, ever since I paid him out. Once again, directly responsible for both goals. Directly responsible. Yeah. But I, his I, jewels I are high. His stats are really good. I just Do you know the two jewels he lost? I'll give you a clue. They ended up in the back of the net. Literally. Now, you got to run again, the jewels. Again, <laughs> I will go through that later on. But I watch I watch Imai and he does boss defenders uh, attackers, like it, it, yeah. I get he conceded two goals or he helped be part of you know copping two goals or it's not just his fault. Yes, he was part of it, but yeah, I'll explain that later on. The turnover of the ball constantly is the big problem. Imai pushes Directly players out. Responsible. You've got your own vote. Directly though. responsible. That's it. He's getting all of the votes. Look, out of, out of everyone here, I have been one of the most hated on MI, but but he the way he pushes attackers out of the play and doesn't always concede the fouls. Yes, he failed twice. I get it, Ryan. As I but, said, I was going to give him votes, but he he does do well, and he's ever since I've really paid him out, and me and Jay almost had a punch on over it. Imai has actually changed changed around. He's had a bit of a breather, mm. and he's come back. Absolute elite I find. Can I ask you a question? How many goals did Ryan Scott concede before you gave him points? <laughs> ah, yes. Now, now, <laughs> now, hang on. No, so you don't win that one. Because how many saves did he make? What would the scoreline have been in the first half without Ryan Wait Scott? Wait next game. And you also gave him a vote too, just on a side uh, note. You're, you, I'm using your argument against you. I have no issue with... Anyway, no, you're not my... using my... No, no, because he wasn't directly responsible for either goal because he made a save for the first one, defended in, back him up for the tap-in. And also, if Amai had snuffed out the cross Look. that was coming... Also, we're all idiots because we're all going to vote for someone. The second that one, yes, five I'll goals concede through. that. Yeah, he he's at fault for that one because mm. he should have saved it at his near post. Mm. But one goal. Oh well. I'm joking. I don't need you to defend it. It's your so, opinion. Uh, you're entitled. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'm against it too. Like, can I get you're going to vote Ryan Scott next game, and we know he concedes five. I'm not <laughs> giving anyone a vote next game. <laughs> can you can you give yeah. us your one point? The uh, one vote goes to Ryan Scott. <laughs> hey, Ryan Scott did, yeah. Ryan Scott's Ryan Scott. I, I, I'm not even going to explain Ryan Scott. 
Oh, I was just shit stirring. <laughs> no, you were trying to get one up on me. No. And you didn't. I was trying to get your goat, which did happen. Uh, guys, let's um, let's take take it down a note. Let's play some funeral doom. Um, on Saturday, eighth of May, West United took on Western New Wanderers at Bankwest Stadium in front of seven thousand five hundred and thirty nine people. I'm going home. <laughs> in the club's short history, this is the biggest loss that has been experienced by the club and fans. Five goals made the back of the net, with Ryan Scott putting in an incredible performance to keep it that low. There are a lot of contributing factors to this poor performance from the Kentucky tour the squad has been on for the last month, which itself stems from makeup games due to lockdowns and weather and the, the trip to Tassie. And I think a big, another one is how we're managing the, well, how the club is managing the squad. Look, I completely understand the trip to Tassie. <laughs> um, looking back at the game, can you give me one sentence as, as a, your feelings from the day. Rude now. Look, every team has that game where you're flat and fatigued, and that's what I put it down. We looked very flat and fatigued. We looked yeah. like Brisbane, second half. We looked like whoever we played before, second half. We looked like whoever we played before, second half. I think like, I think fatigue is really creeping in, and our reliance on a pretty consistent 11. Because don't forget, too, like they had to stay the extra night in Brisbane. That doesn't, they had to travel the morning of the game. Mm-hmm. That doesn't, might not mean a lot, but it actually does in terms of legs and like having them fresh for the game. Uh, uh, what he's saying is they rocked up on the day of the game. They were originally going up the night before. Right, okay. So normally you go up like a couple a day or so before, get climatized to the weather, whatever. It's not so much, and also like you get off the leg because you, you, I don't know if you've ever. Like on flights, but you, your legs are a bit stiff as you get mm-hmm. off the plane, and that that stiffness usually takes a good like 12, 15 hours to get out of your system. Mm. Uh, it's not I, a long haul flight. It's not a long haul flight. No, it's I not. Be, but it's not even long haul flights. I mean, even just short flights yeah, do that to you, though. Completely agree. And what we're saying is the fatigue over a month of this, yeah. staying away from home, staying like the fatigue yeah. of playing constant two games. They a haven't week. been in their own bed for. Close to a month. Yeah. They may have had little spurts here and there, but it's been airports. And I get other teams have done it and they've done well to their credit, but it's just something West United haven't really encountered yet. Yeah, well, they, I beg the differ. They did it last season they, and they yeah. come home strong. But that was different. They're all given, te- they were in a hotel hub, like, so they're in the same spot. They're not traveling constantly. They, they didn't have families there. No, 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 I'm the, not the saying family was yeah. an issue. It's the travel. It's mm. the actual literally getting in the plane and traveling. Mm. They mm. looked flat and fatigued. Like I said, they'd, they'd done a program based on, you know, they're probably going to fly in the day before, do a light training program, get, but, get it out of their legs and that mm. for the flight, have a good rest, then go to the game. Instead, they're, you know, having to do the training the day before, then get on the plane, then go up the morning of, then travel. Bus around with the airport. And I don't know if you've been from the airport to Western Sydney. Not a fun bus ride afterwards. Look, I get all that. Mm. But professional athletes, this that's their job. You become a professional athlete. You're not staying in one spot. Mm. You've got to get adapt to traveling, playing, traveling, mm. playing. I, they Every do, team that does doesn't it. mean they're not prone to fatigue. Mm. Mm. Especially with the amount of games we're playing in different conditions, like going from hot to cold. Play, I, I'm not justifying. Mate, you them. live in Victoria. You used to be hot and cold. Yeah, no. <laughs> but from going to Queensland, like Tassie to Queensland, we don't get humid though in Victoria. Yeah. yeah, like that's what I'm saying. There's so many contributing factors to it, and we can't all just point at one thing. I think man management's a real problem. Yeah. We have people, and I'm gonna 
point at Bessart Bruch again, who I'm a huge fan of and have been for a long time. I don't think he's excelling in his position. I don't think we're getting the most out of, say, Durante at the moment because he was flat. You know what I mean? Like we're having a, a number of issues and we're not rota- rotating the staff, uh, the, the squad enough. What do you yeah. No, I agree we're not. Like we're, we're, how many times have we said we, we'd like them to mix it up a little bit? We were praising him only a few weeks ago for having rotated, but then mm. they pretty much went with the same lineup for, besides one or two changes, for the last four to five games. The most excited I've been for our team was when we went to a back four. And even though it wasn't yeah. a full-fledged back four, we were rotating to a, a back three going forward. And then a back five-ish sort of. It was, yeah. it was, it was, so average it out, it was a four. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and then four, four, two at times defensively so and attackingly. Yeah, that's, I was not impressed by this game. There was a lot of people who played flat, and I think we subbed in Diamante, DP, and Duzel too late. They look like they never turned up. Yeah. Look, I Actually, would... one, one person did turn up. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Scott, yeah. And now, as the commentator said, has there ever been an instance where a goalkeeper has not been responsible for a single goal conceded out of the five? It hasn't been done. Not one goal was actually directly Ryan Scott's fault. To be honest, he was our best centre-back of the day, which I said in a joke to you guys. He was our best striker. He kicked the ball closer to the goals than anywhere else we had. We um, had one shot on goal. Was that Ryan Scott when he when he did a long part ball? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it was a set-up from um, Diamante after he just come on from memory. Yeah. but I think Wales or something. I don't want to harp on too, too much negative about this game. There's a lot of issues. If anyone would like to say anything, Scott, you've probably got a bit of a... Negative games happen. But it's not just I've, my rant's not just this game. But this is the like the low point of the thing. Well, well, my my biggest my biggest issue. Everyone seems to be hitting hard on you know the defenders. I'm. Um, yeah. I think our defenders are quite good. Or like, I think okay, we all we agree our defenders are good. It's the midfield slash forward, like. Where the the whole point of a game is to freaking kick goals. Now, if we aren't pushing forward, what what good is that? Our defense, our defense relies on the ball not coming back and then being backups. Our defense is currently being a hundred percent ready all game because they know the ball's coming at them all game. Now, if they get the ball out and the midfielders and the forwards do their job and keep the ball down the other end. Constantly putting pressure onto the defenders, that's what it should be more about. The defenders shouldn't have to be defending non-stop. They should be defending, getting the ball out, having a breather, you know, regrouping, getting their shit together, Pushing defending, forward. go back forwards. It should be up to the midfield. And, you know, look, I get Diamante is good, but he's part of this problem. We're 100%. not pushing enough. I'll tell you where we're getting killed. And that is when we go forward, it's that part where... Best tries to hold up the ball and cut. So all the defense, so the two wing backs have pushed up forward as per their role. The midfielders have all pushed up forward. Best tries to hold the ball to relay, can't do it. They get the ball, they keep going, then they're only playing one to two defenders and they're in a, basically on a three on two situation. That's where the. Every the, game. And the, it's, the, yeah, it's not just this game, it's happening in the, a few the games. The high rate of turnovers and. I hate singling out best. No, I'm not singling. But, yeah, I'm but it, not it's, consi- to, yeah. it's a kiss- consistent thing. We move forward. Best is yeah. Best is slow. Best is he he's doesn't lost have the confidence. ball retention ability. He rel- at the moment that he, he normally had. He relies on Diamante way too much, and anyone could 
Demand don't can make anyone look good. He's he's fully gone. He needs a breather. He needs to go back. Currently, I actually think Bess is. Uh, uh, Look, I've got a lot of hate for Bess at the moment for as a, as his current form, not as mm. previous. You know, he's been Last year, previous. he surprised yeah. us all. And exactly. He's amazing. But current form, he's, he's not my favourite. But I actually think he is a really good part of the team if he's played right. He should be coming on in the 80, 80 85th minute because Bess is one of the best that I've, I've seen in quite a while. Defensive striker. He he gets back and he clears the ball at corners. He does a lot in corners. Mm. Now, Best should be coming on in the 85th minute. He can't run out of game like he is right now. No. 85th minute when when we get do, you know, 70 minutes of attacking football, get a comfortable lead, even 80 minutes of attacking football, that's when Best should get, come on because Best is a really good defensive striker. Because he does get down there. If you ever watch a corner, a lot of the time, Bess is getting the clearance. Yeah, he, he's like... And and that's what we need. Because mm. there's there's so many different types of... Ryan, you would know this. There's so many different types of strikers out there. And like it's like... Because I know my Chelsea. Giroud is one of the best defensive striker. He's, he's, do, he does, he's good at what Bess used to be good at, that hold up... Uh, hold up Hold striker. up the ball and then part, like unlay it and then get forward again to try and get onto the end of... Yeah. The thing. And that's mm. what I reckon Bess is at the point of rather than It's just he can't hold on playing. to the ball at the moment. Mm. Like he's always getting picked. They can read his feet movement at the moment and if, he can, they can get mm. the ball from out from him without yeah. conceding a foul. And Bet- that's the problem. Between that and he hasn't had a rest. He's played every freaking single game for a lot of the game. He needs a rest and he needs to be put in the right – because he is getting old. He's mm. getting slower. So maybe put him in that role where we defend for 10 minutes, not for 70 minutes. Because mm. currently we're defending for 70 minutes because the midfield are not doing their job at keeping the ball in an attacking position rather than And defending. you do make a good point. He is one of the, the best strikers at actually tracking back to help the defenders. Exactly. Mm. Corners, he's amazing. He gets more clearances than Uzcock and Amai. Obviously, there's a lot of pros to Borussia. But yeah. It, it's not working at the moment. But that offensive, that's where we are getting killed a lot is when they mm. pick him off because everyone's pushed forward. Mm. It's leaving basically two to three defenders exposed in a two-on-three mm. or a three-on-three that, that, run-on. Again, I'm not blaming Bess at all. No, no, no Bess, neither am I. If, if you're giving it an opportunity to play, you're going to take it. You're not mm. going to say, nah, I don't think I'm ready. And Bess is not directly responsible for a 5 nil he, thumping. No, no. no. But this it is it comes down choice. to the yeah, squad choice. It comes down to Rudin and choosing his team. He should know by now, Bess is not going well. He needs to have a break. You know, he, he's obviously good at being you know a holding def, a striker. Mm. He needs to be played right. And currently, he's not getting played right. The back's all in a mungle because, you know, he's too busy putting everyone out of position and mm. playing five or six defenders ready to defend. I think half, it was on seven. <laughs> defend half a game rather than, mm. you know, knocking it back, make a back four and then start pushing a lot of attacking players to – we should be – because defenders mess up. Mm. Out of ten, a defender would mess up one or two mm. times. Like times. am I. Yeah. But – when you're constantly getting hit hard, you're going to mess up more. Mm. Why aren't we doing the attacking role and putting pressure on the other team's defence? We're not. Mm. The other defence can just kick the ball away and that's it. 
we actually had a lot of possession in this game. So the, the scoreline doesn't actually reflect the fact we had the ball. We just did nothing with it. I think we should move on. Yeah. Yeah. Let, it, let's it, it happened. Let's just move on. Let's just chalk it up to one bad up. day at the office. Just, just remember all the people that constantly blame de- defenders that it's not their fault. They can only defend as much as they can. If it's in the forward line, it you know they feel comfortable knowing there's people in front of them. That's where the turnover happens. But I'd like to end, end it before player of the year with this. I personally think this game is the combination of fatigue, travel and man management. This was evident in the players and I think the key is finding a way forward for us to reach finals. Because we're all on the same path here. We want the team to do well. We're just expressing how we think this could go better. Yep. Um, let's go on to player of the year. Who would like I'm to getting close through? to an email to Rudin to tell, tell him what he needs to do right. <laughs> Look, I'm happy for Rudin to stay in. He's just going to listen to my email. Okay, so Jay did three to Scott, two to Wamai, one to Wales. I did three to Scott, two to Sanchez, one to Milanovic for good, just great, great attendance. Uh, well, I've gone three to Scott. Uh, I've given two to Ica for not making an appearance. <laughs> and I've given one to Kurto for, again, not making an appearance. Listen, I'm not giving a three or a two to anyone. You, there's no, unless someone does exceptionally well in a 5 nil mugging, you don't, des- I'm sorry, I, I'm just not giving out votes to those two spots. Look, in fairness, I could get that vote because after the first goal, uh, I went and did other things because I knew that game was not going to go well. <laughs> nah, look, I, I didn't see anyone to me that was worthy enough to get a three or a two vote, so they're just not happening this week for Washington? me. The one vote I will get, look, although it's weird, like I said, because, you know, I'm talking, like, I was mocking using the last game for a mic for the directly responsible thing, and I know Scott did concede five goals, but as we were saying, like, as the, and the commentators were saying, has there ever been a, has there ever actually been an example of a goalkeeper not getting at fault for any of the five goals? And also, no. without him, it probably was 10 or 11 <laughs> yeah. nil. I'll, I'll give him one. Yep, that's good. So I'll go through the player of the year competition. Uh, Diamante's winning on 89 points. Ryan Scott on 74. Lockie Wales on 69. Tomoki Amai on 59. Dylan Pieris fifth on 53. I'll just leave it there. Now, did, Scott, hey, wait, wait. Did Curdo get his first vote this season? No, nah, Curdo has No, he played well points. in one of the early games. He had some good games oh, early man. on. I thought he gave me his first vote. Nah. Nah. I'd like to like mention something to Scott, which you weren't here for. We're going to do a Young Player of the Year award. So whoever, which young player? Uh, look, I'm, I may not have been here, but I actually listened to the pod, guys. What do you it, think? The tea sipping edition, how was it? Look, I uh, I, th- I feel like I let you guys down. <laughs> it actually, yeah, it goes well. I, I really enjoyed listening to it. It was fantastic. And I, great pickup, love the Young Player of the Year. You've got to nail like a, an age... I, I think I, under 23. We said 23 and under because that's when you can no longer play for a youth side. Oh, okay, yeah. Besides De- getting a special exemption. Definitely love the idea. Yeah, yeah that's you weren't here for I thought bring you I in. I listened, yeah. No, we're, we're good. I'm up to date. Is that the first part of ours you've listened to? I've been listening to the last few because I have been, I've been in Tasmania, whether I've been in Tasmania or home recovering from Tasmania. Wicked. So currently winning the Young Player of the Year award is Lockie Wales on 69 points. Let's go on to the future and let's go in with an optimistic mind, guys. On Wednesday, 12th of May, West United take on Perth Glory at NIB Stadium. What does the gaffer need to do to turn this goal-hemorrhaging park bus around? Do you like my descriptive terms? I actually don't know. Look, all I'm saying is if we have any playoff-hyphenated surname, drop them. Borussia does not need to start. 
play Shepard. I want to see Shepard with fresh wingers, fresh pace coming at him. He's got some good height. I, I'm not 100% about his speed. I can't, haven't seen him enough. Let's see what he's worth. Let's see what he can do. He mm-hmm. might he might, he might, might come in and kick a hat trick. He might be just unstoppable. Just like, you know, as if Ryan Scott. Like, Ryan Scott was a nobody back then. And we get injury happened, got a crack. Got a go. Can't stop him. Give Shepard a shot. Let Borussia come on 80, 85th minute when we're up 2-0 or 2-1 or we're up towards the end of the game. Tell the tell the midfielders to start keep the ball forward. Keep mm. pushing. Don't don't just rush kick it, kick the ball out of bounds, kick the ball at the goalkeeper. Keep just just chipping it around, wait for that right time to have a run in and have a crack at goal. Mm. And get back, help your defenders and then push forward again. Don't mess around with the defense. Mm. Um if I were to see any change, it would be to give like you said, Kane. I'd also love to see Ayom, uh, Ayom Majok, or Bayou, who have been blazing into our MP3, MPL3 team. Uh, playing youth has really worked for a number of other teams this season. Could really change it up. I would definitely start Pierres and Dia this week. Yeah. After their rest. Back four. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I, there. Back, I'd back like four. to see the back four back. Back four, false, uh, false nine. Who would you go? Calva, Uzcock. Am I and my hundred percent? Uzcock and the third person is really interchangeable. Whoever's doing best at training. Oh, I, I like to see Vuitza. I actually think he did quite well last week. He actually was uh, the, the, the amount of um, passes he did was top tier. Hmm. Jules was a little bit. Look, if I good. had to give votes, Vuitza was probably going to get a vote. Look, I'd take another five-four win. <laughs> this week Yeah so I, I, I take, take any form of win slash draw I'll take a draw um, what, <laughs> Now let's take it Let's get moving What don't you want to see this week? Borussia Not in a negative way I, I think he needs a rest 100% um, A back three A, a, a 70 minute defending game again mm. For like the fifth game in a row I want to see attacking intent mm. It may not come up But I want to see them at least trying to Attack. Exciting football would be good to see. Um, yeah, let's let's move on. That We've all kind of got the same issues and let, let's keep this positive and keep the train rolling. I know it's hard. Oh. Score predictions. Perth 2-1. Two, two, to Perth? To West United? Perth 2-1. Yeah, I, I won't be surprised if Perth win. Oh, I just see Borussia starting. 3-2 Western United. Big score going to come back with a vengeance. Please stand by for technical difficulties. It seems Mr. Wallace here has lost his mind. Wales will kick one once he comes on for yeah. Berisha. Yeah. Because we know he's starting. Yeah. I don't expect a drastic change there. Now moving on to on Saturday 15th of May, West United are playing at Mars Stadium for the final time of the regular season. We're taking on Sydney. Depending the result from Wednesday... How do you think we're going to line up? Service crew's back. <laughs> well, I think that all that matters. Let's not harp on the negative. The service crew's going to be there. I believe the club's putting on a bus for like five bucks a person, picking up at Sporting Globe and Tarnit Station. Five dollars oh, return. I I've heard of one. Yeah, five dollars return. I think the bus will leave about twelve. Return about round six. 
get your tickets on the bus. They're actually going very quick. Last, there's not many left. There's about 50, it's a 51 seat bus. The trains are all shut down at the moment due to train works and shit like that. So make sure you jump on the bus. It's, you know, it's a 51 seat and most tickets are gone and the service crew are going to be there singing the whole goddamn way because it's been like a month since we've been here in Melbourne. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I hope there's a toilet on that bus. Otherwise, there's going to be so many toilet breaks. Yeah. Like, there's one thing that happened in Tasmania and that, that is they love the service crew. Mm. Like, they, the, people actually said to us, we, did, we came here watching a soccer, uh, soccer game. But we watched you guys instead the whole game. This was the first game because, you know, it was the big game. The second game was much quieter due to a shit time and cold. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we're yeah. back. We're ready to make some noise, get tickets on the bus, and let's go party. A uh, lot of sing-alongs. Make sure you check it out. I'll have a link in the podcast description. Score predictions. Kelsey. Sydney, eh? one nil toss because we'll have no choice. We need to fucking win it. <laughs> one to us. I was just like service crew are gonna fucking get the boys over the lot. <laughs> Two one us. I'm in the same camp. I think we need, I think we can get it. Sydney are pretty right bad. Despite the current our current position, pretty much between two to ten, anything can happen. We're yeah. still in it with a chance. We've got six games, we've got two this week. Anything could happen. I'd love to see us make semis. That we, for me would be a win this season. A good way to look at it is is we can get eighteen points right from now onwards. Yeah. 18 points, that's, we could, we, if City don't win, we could get on top of them. That's just an example. Realistically, we, happen, we probably yeah. need about 10 of those points to be in the six at the end. I'd probably bump that up. It a probably bit, needs to be a bit more, but I'm saying, yeah. considering the bare minimum you're looking at is 10. Yeah, well, the competition's anything not that great that, down there. So. Anything less than that, just due to games and everything, we won't make it. It has to be a minimum 10, but then you need results as well. Realistically, we need a minimum of 12 to 12 12 to 15 because you don't want to just be par line and finish six yeah, and get away a way goal away we game. Get 18, we're going to get 15 that means you can drop one game well we've got a fairly we don't play city so and to be honest oh, teams will all play each other too so that eliminates the need mm. for points it's what drops it down well we just need to get up to, you know at least fourth Win over half of them, we should get in. Yep. So that's it for that. Let's move on to the tipping comp. Atrax is coming first. Second's Mongoose Kid 40D. Michael MM's third. Look at Scott's fourth. Harris Mania fifth. Garzi's doing well sixth. I'm eighth. Aubrey, shout out Aubrey Kid 11. Lebby's 12th. DeJoker Baby J is 14. Just scrolling down for ESPN Fan 56841. Uh, you were tied 17th. We know you haven't done your tips. We're about it. Spoiler alert. Didn't tip again. Okay. We did. Um, we'll move on to card at any cards. I'll give a green card to you guys. You guys did fantastic with that many around. Me, me and the other two bimbos. You, you do all right, guys. Holding it down. To be honest, when when I told Galsy you weren't coming, he's like, oh, nice. We can just bro out and have cups of tea. You've that is a... not what I said at all. Galsy, you, you now have a red card. I did not, prick. <laughs> did not actually say that. <laughs> No, but yeah, exactly. No, uh, no, I take the red card. Back. I was going to no, got a green card. I was going to show off some peppermint tea. I had, I got, but no, got to give another green card to the uh, Chelsea women and the Chelsea men for making the Champions League final. I was bringing it up. Screw you all. 
You're up in your cards. He's, he's, nah, looking, he's, cards. he's thinking of it. He just wants to give it to me now. No, I've got no cards this week. I'm not going to bag out the club for having a loss. Losses yeah, happen. It happens. Oh, yeah, red card for him. Um, yeah, I don't have anything this week. I've, yeah. It is what it is. I'm going to try and be positive this week. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, by not being negative. Yeah. Second year of a club and we've had our worst defeat and it's only 5 0. It's not like we got pants seven. It could happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just warm uh, it up to it. Yeah. Well, let's uh, go on to our outro. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our West on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, check us out on Spotify, iTunes, rate us, review us. Uh, send us a me- message on Anchor. I would, but I don't know how. I'm pretty. You're pretty... on the pod. Why would you send us a message? Why not? What message would you send? I think that Scott does a really good job. I'm not a fan of Rudad, and Scott's pretty Look, secure. Yeah. I'm doing it. You don't even know You'll how to do it. Find out next this week. You, Listen in next this, week. <laughs> this is you five minutes when you get home. Hey, Zal, can you work this out for me? You're, you're going to cop it. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening in. Actually, I do have a red card. Late red card. Hyphenated surnames. <laughs> for being the softest thing on the planet. I'm all for, you know, you can choose whichever surname you want and whatnot. But don't hyphenate them. It's just the softest thing on the fucking planet. This is what I don't get. Why don't people like make an anagram of them and make a new word? Yeah, or even that. You know, how cool is that? I'm good with that too. Just don't freaking hyphenate them. I just uh, that I just think that sounds look would be cooler because then we have some sweet new language like words and last names. Yeah, that's just me. Um, we've been all out west. Have a lovely time. All west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? <laughs>